Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. If you have any special prayer requests and if you want to send us any correspondence, please go to our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And Warren Radio is found on the following website Web, website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. You can also find Warren Radio posts for listening and downloading on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and please be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the show where you heard us and don't miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com Christian living vapor amid time what will you do Whatever you decide, it will determine your outcome once eternity arrives for you. The last day's mark of Cain brings us to these prophetic end of days. This is proceeding to the fullness of perilous days to which the Apostle Paul warns us. Persecution, persistence, persistence, sorry. Persuasion, persistence, and perfection is what being a believer in our Lord is about. In America, for many centuries, we were deemed a Christian nation. And America, house of long shadows. In the house of long shadows, we find an America whose house is filled with sin and rebellion. On warn-usa.com, don't miss... The Branch, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 4 The Branch, while judgment was nigh, so was deliverance and the Lord's word for those who followed him. The same word applies today. And you can find that on warn-usa.com. It's a long-running Isaiah series. And on Dana Glenn Smith, Battleground, American Agenda Expunged The battleground has been here before. The time, the, This time the American Agenda will be expunged. This is the goal. The vow to destroy the foundations of America has been carried out. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature books and other resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warn Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, we're doing good. We are here on a Thursday night, Remnant Battle Lines, uh, 
You know, we've had a lot of different kinds of uh, shows, uh, different days of the week. And uh, this is a long-running series here, this uh, Battle Lines. We're on part 112 tonight. And uh, I've been um, fixing it to where uh, I have an auto thing on on our websites that brings up the early posts. So um, you can find parts one through five uh, on our link, uh, our link tree. And uh, you can find them pretty easy on our website up front. It gets a little hard when when we have so many parts to this, and this is going to go on. Um, when we get done with all this, uh, the whole thing will be put on a database, and it will be put on, on a server and uh, be able to access. It's going to be a special series. This one is, uh, is uh, still got some time to go, but, you know, the thing of it is, Tower... <coughs> As we do this, we have found so many things in Isaiah that reminds us of what's happening here. Oh, that's for sure. I can always see what today in Isaiah, what's going on today. And uh, I think that's one of the important things is how um, the the Old Testament, uh, the Tanakh, relates to the New Covenant and how... We can look back, and even Paul said that these things uh, are for, these former things are for our edification and our learning. That's right. And understanding. And uh, I think that's very important. And so tonight, uh, I will help is, is, is the first key words of this. But uh, we've been getting a lot of people, uh, and uh, I mean everywhere, overseas uh of, of all of all kinds of faiths that that are uh liking our posts and our graphics uh we have a, a bigger know, that's exciting yeah and we have a big a big uh our following on that that find us exclusively on wordpress um is is really growing and uh so we're you know this is really important because they, the people that are doing this uh, can listen to it on their smartphone and on the WordPress app. And they go to our websites. They, they can access it. There's a direct link there to the article uh, if, if they're following me. And uh, so uh, that's a whole entire different uh, thing. And so um, you can also sign up on both of our websites they have the same newsletter, but uh, I got the other one because I'm going to use the other one for uh, some of our uh, books and media that don't normally go out the other way. So there's a lot of plans going on, and I can tell you right now, and Tower would can tell you how she feels, that in these times, these are fearful times, and a lot of people are troubled. There are people that are dying, but I'm here to tell you that there is life in Christ. There are Amen. miracles in Christ, and there is a way. And, and I can tell you that a lot of the thing over COVID and the misinformation uh, there, uh, because we know the hospitals are given remdesphere among others that are absolutely detrimental because once you take remdesphere and you're on a respirator and you do some of this stuff, um, it, it's going to cause blood clots and a lot of other issues. It, it does all the time. People are dying in the hospital. If you catch this at the first sight, and uh, of course there's the nutraceutical uh, avenue that you take at the first thing and then of course there's uh, uh, the other um, courses that you can also take following that um, and uh, before you you know before you ever get to the hospital so you know uh, everybody's uh, quoting about Joe Rogan I mean uh, he got COVID and was well in three days he was back on the radio in three days wow and that that's what I mean, you know, yeah. is that uh, there are people, a lot of people who will just do nothing and they will act like it's just a regular cold and going to go away. But when you're dealing with anything now during this COVID season, the first sign you need to get into nutraceuticals, 
first thing, any kind of a sniff, and, and you need to take them regularly anyway, but when you see something, you need to load up on them. And uh, th there is a certain prescription amount that they do. We, uh, w The only reason we knew about the nutraceuticals is actually because of Dr. Gundry, who we follow in his protocol. And when this thing started, he actually covered that. So um, just a little precursor to uh, what we're going to study tonight. You need to look to the Lord and be encouraged tonight and do not fear because our God is on the throne. Amen. He, he Amen. has his angels uh, all over. His, his angels are alongside you. You have to believe, you have to pray and seek his face, focus on him, and you need to go forward in that belief. And so... Uh, you know we're we're looking at this COVID thing, and it's uh, in almost uh, mid-November 2021. So if you hear this radio broadcast sometime in the future after this, you'll know at what point we're warning about all of this. And so uh, stay tuned. This is not over, and uh, so be sure that the Lord is not going to forsake his people and he is going to judge and he is going to shake and he's going to test those uh, that are on the fence he's going to bring people in he's going to <coughs> shake them out of their their uh, sluggishness uh, this is where we're at folks so you hang on and uh, well um, before we get started with the show I just wanted to share something um, Dana and I have been praying for a person who got COVID, was hospitalized. Um, this person was in the deepest coma that they could be in. The doctors told the family there was no hope. The person was gone. It's just, there's just no way out. The person is going to die. And the family did not want to take this person off life supports. And yesterday, the person had a turnaround. She was, I didn't want to say that, but the person was moved to um, the regular IC, ICU. And the family can visit only one person a day, so they have to take turns every other day. And But that is encouraging. Dana and I have been praying for this person, and as well as others have, and the Lord turned this situation around and gave life to that person. And I believe now that the family is able to visit that and and touch and talk to the person that there we will see significant changes. And it's really exciting because God is the giver of life. And I thank the Lord for that. So I just wanted to share that to encourage people. Even though things look dark and no hope, there is always hope. As long as there's breath, there's hope. Well, you know, uh, while COVID can be dangerous, we're finding out more and more the extent of the, of the cover-up of the truth of it. We know that Fossey lied. Uh, that's an absolute uh, number one thing we know. Uh, one of the people who, ha who has been uncovering this is Dr. Mercola. There's Peter McCullough. There's a lot of others. And this thing, they're not going to hide this. There, there's going to be some heads roll at the end of this, if, if anything. There should be. Yeah. So um, understand that on the mission field, you know, on Wednesdays we do our um, – advocacy for the persecuted church and the miracles are still rolling in so make no mistake you know we need to send help financially and prayerfully overseas there are boots on the ground working in some of the worst circumstances but there are miracles things going on uh, all the time so if you think That's God right. is dead, if you think the church is dead in America, I'm telling you that there's people alive in America that are full of the Lord and, and that are ready to go forward. Not everybody's dead. Not everybody is dumbed down by what's happening. That's right. We know what's going on. We have been warned. We were warned long before the election what was coming. 
And I'm here to tell you that this God is alive. And, Amen. And his warrior angels are here. And uh, we're going to win this. That's right. Keep believing. And even in your darkest hour, believe more. And keep believing, keep praying, keep seeking. Yep. So at any rate, we're going to start this. Okay. This is um, tonight. I will help brings us to part 112 of Isaiah's prophetic book. We have looked at the work of the Lord in redeeming his people from captivity in Babylon. Cyrus, his anointed leader, will come and deliver Judah out of captivity. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. We are in Isaiah 41:13, and the verse reads, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. And uh, I will help. That's the key words I mentioned. It's the first verse. And, you know, I, I cannot stress this enough. Now, we're discussing this, of course, as I've told you many times, if you're following this, that, you know, Isaiah's been going through the judgment on Judah. And uh, we're way past that in the beginning. He begins that. And then we get up to the point to where uh, he he has to deal with the Assyrian uh, threat to Judah. He delivers them at that point in time. And then he declares about Babylon, that Babylon was going to judge Judah, was going to come at him. And this time there w wouldn't be deliverance. They would be there in captivity for 70 years. And that's pretty much what the prophet Jeremiah covers uh, from the start of that to the point where they go into it. Now, see, the prophet Jeremiah didn't know at what time that judgment was going to happen. Uh, he knew that it would last for 70 years, but he didn't know when. So he was in the course of carrying out his duties when he was in the center of Jerusalem. That's when the attack came. And he was standing there, you know, and uh, the Babylonians came in. They didn't kill him. They let him do whatever he wanted to do or wherever he wanted to go because they knew of him. So it's important to understand that while the prophet is someone that God uses, the prophets only know what God tells them. And uh, whatever God tells them, that's what they go speak. Uh, no more, no less. And uh, so this is important to understand that Isaiah's going in a process here for for the Lord to tell him. And uh, this has to do with getting out of there, you know, getting out of Babylon. How's he going to do it? You know, we've been here for 70 years. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that are happening. And so, uh, you know, it, Judah now, of course, the lost tribes are gone. They, they They've been carried away by the Assyrians, and they're by this time they've already assimilated into various nations. Uh, some of them were left behind in the land to help uh, till the land and, and take care of it. That's normally what they do. They'll carry off uh, some of the more important ones. They'll leave the ones that to work the field as laborers. Um, so these are the kind of things where you look at. And uh, so now... You have Judah that is in judgment, and the northern northern tribes are scattered. So there's not a commonwealth nation. There's not one that is has a contract, you know, like from Sinai anymore. They don't have the temple. They they're just kind of loose. There there's there's nothing for them, and yet in spite of that, some of them kept that. Uh, like Daniel did, and Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. We have the examples from Daniel that they read in, you know, in the scrolls, in the book of Jeremiah. They read, they, they kept the word with them, even though they were in captivity. They prayed and sought the Lord. That part was in them, the law, that from Sinai. And so um, they kept it up, but they they had to be taught how to keep the law again, and they had to relearn the temple and and so, you know, so now you have uh, the northern tribes that, that are scattered, and some of them are in the land. You have Judah that a um, bunch went into captivity. There were some left in the land, and they went down into Egypt. And uh, people ran from, uh, you know, what was going on. And so 
it, it, it's not one of those um, things where you say, wow, you know, we're, we're a nation again. No, they weren't. And when, when you're divided like that, it would be the same thing if America was suddenly destroyed and we were all scattered and we wanted an America back. Where would we begin? Where would we go? How would we do it? And, and for us, uh, it would be almost impossible. Judah was a different case here. And uh, they, they had uh, prophecies of the Messiah yet to come true. The Messiah was going to go through. Uh, he's known as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So there's a lot of things that, are, that were going on here. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is what he said was, I will help thee in the middle of all this trouble, in the middle of all these things. So today, as I, as I sit here in, in the middle of the trouble in America and in the world, we have chaos everywhere. We have people dying of covid people getting through it nice we have australia that is uh, borderline communist socialism cracked down on it i mean we have nations just acting like tyrants on their people and uh, these are supposed to be democratic nations and they're not and we have uh, what happened here in america and they're trying to do the same thing we have globalists trying to take over so in the middle of all that we recognize from the new testament that these are those things that are coming we know where globalism is going to re, going to wind up. It's going to wind up with the beast, who will be the true glo, uh, globulist, uh, globulist, <laughs> globulist, and uh, and so so you got all these things happening here today. You know, I mean, we look at this, and I read this, and you know, so you know, I will help thee. Uh, it, it, it's a perfect certainty. Uh, it was uh, Jehovah's solemn declaration, uh, so writes Kyle and Delish. Now, these are um, Hebrew uh, um, scholars who uh, covers the Old Testament. And uh, so they they can see that redemptor is what it says uh, when we say a redeemer. And his people, of course, enslaved, but he's the Holy One of Israel. And... His love and his power triumphs over the wrath. And so now he's getting ready to set them free, make a way for them, bring them in. And they need encouragement. And many Christians today need encouragement. Many churches need encouragement. We have in our country some of the worst division we've ever seen. This America is not going to make it if we don't get healed. America is not going to make it if if the churches don't truly repent. I mean, we need to stop preaching all the specialty stuff you're preaching, and you need to get into repentance, and you need to get down to it. And, uh, you know, everybody has a message, but I got a more important message for you. You know, stop playing church. Stop praying, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff to where uh, we know uh, people have used the faith of Jesus Christ to get rich quick. You know, give to God and he'll give back to you tenfold. And I can name names of evangelists who were very popular who did that. So make no mistake you know, God is about holiness. He's about repentance. He's about um, reuniting, you know, those that are lost, bringing in those that never knew him, making a way for those that went through judgment. And now he's done and it's fulfilled and he wants to bring them in. And the thing that I like here is when when you say that I will help thee, that word help is to succor or come alongside to help. It's a word that we actually use in the New Testament. And it comes from a primitive root, meaning to surround, protect, or aid. So think of yourself as needing help, and you're surrounded, and there's no way to get out. And the Lord says, I'm going to come alongside and help. And that's what he does. He strengthens you. He puts his arm around you, and you're hidden under his wings. And, yeah, you're out in the open, but yet he's there, and you don't see him. But he makes a way for you. And you know that there's something happening because, you know, God is keeping you. He's watching over you. He's making a way for you. And things just begin to open up. And before you know it, here comes Cyrus and defeats Babylon. And before you know it, they command you to go back to Jerusalem. And you need to rebuild the walls. And you need to rebuild the temple. <clears throat> and, you know, you have so many things going on here. And I'm telling you today, Christian, God is, is not just uh, 
you know, going to succor or come along, help the Jews and the Hebrews. But, you know, we are of the household of faith, both Jew and Gentile, all one in Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And although many Jews don't know it, yet it's not going to change. And there's coming a day, Paul says himself in Romans, I think it's chapter 11, that God is not finished with Israel and that all of Israel will be saved. Paul insisted this. He knew this. But see, when we talk about it, if we go into Second Timothy 4, uh, 17 through 18, it says, Strengthen me and deliver me. Um, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known that all the Gentiles might hear and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever see and so when we talk about succor or succor to come alongside and help that's exactly what God did with Paul and he's writing to Timothy here. And Timothy is one of those students of Paul. Timothy is one of those that Paul advised. We know those well of the things he told him. And understand God is an instructive God. God is not only, as many think, he, a, a God of wrath. He's not going to excuse your sin, but he makes a way for you. He calls you out of that. So in Psalm uh, 63, 7 through 8, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings I will rejoice, or will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholds me. Now that's a psalm of David. He was in the wilderness of Judah, and as you well know that David was sought <laughs> by a certain king, and, uh, you know, he was pursued, and uh, Jonathan was his friend. And so, you know, you, you have that to where no place is safe, but, but he did find. And he says, you have been my help. You know, there's that succor, that help, that come alongside, make a way for me, help me. And he says, my soul follows hard after thee. I'll tell you, when you're in trouble, when you're facing trouble, when you're middle of COVID, that's what you need to be doing, following hard after the Lord, keeping your eyes on the Savior, looking unto the Father of all grace and mercy who sent his Son to die for your sins and the sins of all men, that he's there. He's there to succor. He's there to help. He's there to where you can gather under his wings. That's a good, uh, good example when we think about these these birds, uh, these eagles, and all of the kind of, especially the birds, you know, they will sit on the eggs, literally. And <laughs> and then when the birds are, you know, when these little babies are hatched, they, they put their wings over them, their body, and they protect them from the weather. They protect them from predators and everything else. That That is that, that protection. And see, as Christians, you may not think that you have that, but there is that there. And yes, you you can say to me, well, there's Christians and others who are killed for their faith. That's right. And in Revelation 12:11, we're told they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our t their testimony, and they left not their lives unto the death. Now, while that's pertinent, there's also that part, and you can find it in, in the hall of faith in the new testament that there were those who who were delivered by standing on the promises and there was others who died uh you know martyred in the old testament looking for a better resurrection i mean it, it's in the hall of faith you can read it there so we've always had that where the believers you know some of them can die some of them will live but the bottom line of it is is that whether you live whether you die you're with the Lord and here dealing with Judah coming back. This is a restorative, you know, and I've always said that within judgment, there is that, that part of God that is always redemptive. And in Isaiah 41, 14, <laughs> I like this fear not. And, and that is morally to revere causatively to frighten dread afraid 
and so you you have that a number of issues here you revere god the beginning of wisdom is fear of the lord if you're backslid then the fear of the lord turns to a dread that you may be backslidden enough to fall into the pit but there's always that redemptive part but the, there's also that fear where the unbeliever as paul said to those who do not believe we are a savor of death but to those who do believe we are a savor of righteousness and life and see that there's a difference you know and uh, around the world no matter what country you're in there's there's those receptive and and some examples here when you get over in india we had an example here a number of weeks ago of a pastor evangelist that was out and he had a reputation for praying for people for healing and things and uh, a lot of the hindus this was in india they would call him uh, some of them and uh, they would uh, because they were sick and it costs a lot of money in India and only the rich have insurance and can afford it, uh, you know, to go to these hospitals. Otherwise, you get in debt and you wind up, uh, you know, in a debtor's prison, so to speak, or in a job where you're in debt to the, lo- uh, to the employer. But at any rate, he went around. He was called in one night and he went over there and he prayed and and lo and behold, the Lord answered and he healed them. And he did that all the time. He, you know, he, over a course of a number of years, uh, his ministry was quite long. And uh, th- there were people that would get healed and they would turn to the Lord. They would get saved. And, uh, you know, these radical Hindus didn't like it. And they caught up with him one time and they killed him because of that but you see the thing of it is is that if you're not going to believe that god can heal that he can deliver why are you a believer you are surrounded with people who don't believe as they should who are confused who are facing death may have covid whatever it is and you need to be prayed up you need to believe that you can pray and they will be delivered now, see, this isn't something new for Tower and I. Many, many years ago, when we rededicated our lives and God called us out for this end-time ministry, we were praying for people. I think it was the potato chip aisle in Walmart. And, uh, you know, God was moving. And I'm telling you that God don't care whether you're in the potato chip aisle of Walmart or whether you're standing in front of a bar or, or or you're in a church. God doesn't care. If you have the faith and you need help, he's there. We are the ones. We are the advocates. We are the ones standing here. And uh, God has no one else. We're it. We are the ones called. We are the ones to testify. And we need to stand saying, Thus saith the Lord God. And the thing I love about this, you know, Thou worm Jacob, he says, after fear not. Fear not, thou worm Jacob. And I laugh because I was in the Navy, and when you go through when you go through boot camp, one of the first things you are at a stage is a worm. And then you graduate from there. You know? <laughs> so first week you're you're a worm. You don't even make navyman or seaman. You don't even get the title of navyman seaman until you know, you, you go through six weeks. You have to work your hind in off in order to get through that. They have a name for you all the way along. That's in the old Navy. I don't know what they do today. So it's kind of funny when I see thou worm Jacob. Well, see, you may, <laughs> people may look at you and call you a worm, but you're a friend of the God of Israel. Yeah. Guess what? Yahshua knew who Israel was. You know, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. Where do you think he was? He was there. Yes, he was working with the Father to to uh, keep Judah going. What do you think? He just suddenly arrived? No, he was always been. Before Abraham was, I am, he said. Moses rejoiced to see my day. 
Make no mistake, the Son of God just didn't pop up. He was there. He just has been revealed to us in these latter days. He helped worm Jacob. Don't you think he can help a worm American or a worm Chinese or a worm North Korean or a worm Russian or a worm European? I mean, you just put it in there. You're a worm. Some of them will call you worse than that. That's okay. God loves me. He'll deliver me. And you men of Israel, fear not, thou worm Jacob, and you men of Israel. See, and, and of course, Jacob, you know, who was Israel, who later became Israel. And Israel was 12, 12 sons, 12 tribes. And Israel literally means he will rule as God. And it's symbolical uh, of, of the name of Jacob. I will help thee, saith the Lord. And that word Lord, of course, is Jehovah, the covenant name of the Lord. Thy Redeemer, the Holy One, which means, of course, sacred and morally above all. He is the God above all who is holy and righteous, the Holy One of Israel. And if you look at Psalm 22, 4 through 8, this is where you get the worm. Because in Isaiah 41, 14, he calls him thou worm. But see, it originated in David's psalm. David's psalm, at least this is the one I have. I didn't check out all the words. This is the one we got. David, because he was he was a man after God's own heart. Verse 4, uh, Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. That's important. When you cry unto the Lord and he delivers you, you trust in him and they're not confounded. They're, they're not um, afraid. They're not confused. They know he will take care of it. Now, see, that's the first two verses, but this is David's psalm. So in verse 6, he says, But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. Now, see, that's what happened to David. But believe it or not, in Psalm 22, some of these things actually applied to uh, to the Lord. Because while he was hanging on the cross, the Jews would go by and shake their head. And that's what they would say. He trusted in the Lord that he would deliver him. Let the Lord take him down off the cross. Let the Lord deliver him. And the Lord did deliver him after he died and fulfilled the covenant. Nobody had a clue as to what was going on. The Lord knew. But see, sometimes you may go through something. But in the end, there's a reason. God just isn't a mean God making you go through stuff just so you don't know what he's doing. But make no mistake, America. God has been warning you for a long time. We can go clear back. And you can go back to Smith Wigglesworth. He was warned in America, too. You know, it's you need to understand that God is eternal. America is not eternal. Neither, on those, neither are those who live here are not eternal. We go from generation to generation, and the faith of Christ is only one generation away from extinction. And if a generation fails to pick up that banner of Christ and become redeemed and follow him, then then you're going to look at trouble within the nation. But we've had quite a number of generations of American kids who have turned away and are cold. And there was a survey, I've seen this online here a few days ago, that 30% and I can't remember, I was thinking it's the millennials, but one of those groups, 30% of them identify as LGBTQ. And 
See, in America and the world, we've said all these things are fine. But God says it's not. See, there are things that we have divisions on in America. And people are not going to change. One of them is abortion. There's people, I've heard women brag about the fact of killing babies. But they're so ignorant. Because that's blood guilt. That's likened unto the Jews passing their children through fire unto Baal. This is blood guiltiness. This kind of blood, as much as it's been spit, and, and it, it defiles the land where the people live. This is a curse on the land, and make no mistake about it. I've written about this. I've preached about this. I've taught about this. I've warned and screamed and hollered. But people don't want to listen. But one day, they're going to stand before the Lord, and I'll be one of many witnesses standing there affirming that they were warned. So David says he's a worm because of what he went through. The Lord went through it because he was the suffering servant. But you see, the purpose about all this, the Lord is saying, I will help you. I will succor you. I will come alongside and help. Don't fear. Have no fear. And he uses that term, thou worm Jacob and you men of Israel. Why? Because that's what they consider themselves. They lost their land. There is no hope. Although you're a worm, I love you. I love you as a worm. I love you no matter what you call yourself. See, this is to those that are alcoholics, drug addicts, prostitutes. Whatever you may think, society thinks of you. You're the dregs of society no matter where you live. And I know we've covered this a long time. In North Korea, they despise Christians, a lot of them. In China, the communists despise Christians. You get over in India and the radical Hindus want to kill Christians. You get over in Nigeria, throughout all of Africa, and the radical Islamists look to slaughter and kill Christians. Christians. The Taliban are taking child brides of anybody that they can find. See, this is the world today. But God says to you, just as he's saying to Israel, fear not. Thou worm Jacob. Thou worm wherever you live. No matter what men may think you are, say you are, I will help thee. I will succor I will come alongside and help you. Do not fear. Because I am the God of Israel. And I'm not just the God of Israel. But I am the Lord God Almighty. And this is mine. This planet is mine. All the souls on this planet are mine. I am the one whose presence nothing can hide from. I know every demon in hell. I know every evil there is. I know every good thing. I know how this world was put together. I called it into existence. And there is nothing, there is nobody, there is no power that can get in the way of what I purpose. And I have purposed to redeem worm Jacob. I'm going to bring him out no matter what the men of the nations may say and he's looking down on us tonight and he's saying I am the one that's in charge today it's not America it's not China and yes they're going to make war and they're going to try to destroy the earth but I will hold them accountable I will redo the world I will remake the world in the heavens I will give life I will forgive I will heal I will bring you into your end time kingdom where you can let the father wipe your tears away I will put you in that place I will help you I will deliver you and see I expanded some of this for us today because we need to hear it but see that's the Lord see if you had been in captivity for 70 years like these Jews at the hands of Babylon and you lost absolutely everything you would think he was a worm too, maybe. 
A lot of people would. Even worse. But I'm here to tell you. That not only is Israel in the land. They are set prophetically to fulfill what God has set for them to do. Because we have friends in Israel too. And we know what they're up to over there. We knew we know what God is doing over there. And while Iran plots and everybody wants to destroy them, we've got a lot of things that are coming. But you know, I have down here Revelation five, nine through twelve. I'm not going to read all of it. Verse 10 says, or 9, and they sung a new song. These are the ones before the throne. Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals. This is when the Lord opens the seals of the book in Revelation. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Now, if you think that there's just going to be the earth, you got another thing coming. There is going to be everything. Have you ever considered the rest of God's creation, the planets, and the universes? Have you ever thought the possibility that heaven is going to be more than just the earth? Yeah, we're going to rule and reign on the earth, but that doesn't mean uh, eternity's a long time. You're you're going to have time to visit a few places, and you won't need a space capsule, space suit, or nothing, man. Because you'll be redeemed. You will be fulfilled. You will have your new body. So there's hope. Now you see he gets in to the point next in verse 15 of this dealing with the enemy. See they are not themselves coming out of captivity all prepared to be the army of all armies. But he says, Behold, I'll make thee a new sharp threshing instrument. Now that new sharp threshing instrument is a corn drag. A corn drag. Incisive threshing. Really sharp. And of course, if you've ever seen threshing, it separates all the junk you can't eat from the good stuff. And it's meant there to cut it down and thresh it and separate and reducing everything to fine powders. Now, you know, the harvest that he's taking care of here is, you know, not the grain. It is the enemies that they have. And he's saying this in this language to let them know because it's an agricultural economy. They would understand this. I will make you. Sharp, incisive, they're not going to mess with you. Having teeth. Now, you know, when we talk about teeth or swords, the Lord, when he comes, is going to have a two-edged sword, the picture in Revelation coming out of his mouth. That's because he speaks the word in there instantly. The word is the sword. A two-edged sword, cut up the straw and separate the the grain. You know, sharp, threshing. Both of my granddads had, one had a ranch and the other had a farm. And I know very well harvest time. I've turned the bales. I've, I've stacked them. I've cleaned stuff out of stalls you wouldn't want to know about. (laughs) But see, that's life. 
There's good stuff and there's bad stuff. But see, even the bad stuff we can use properly if it's properly prepared to grow the good stuff. So nothing goes to waste. Well, at any rate, thou shalt thresh the mountains. And, of course, the mountain here is referring to Babylon and the Medes or any other obstacle or kingdoms that may get in their way. And beat them small and shall make them and make the hills as chaff. They will, by the time this is done, these nations who would stop them would be beat or reduced to nothing. They would never, no longer be a threat to Judah. Now, there's a book by the, uh, by the name of Travels, Travels in Arabia by Niber. And he says, in threshing their grain, the Arabians lay the sheaves down in a certain order, then lead over them two oxen dragging a large stone. They used the oxen as the ancients did to beat out their grain by trampling on the sheaves and dragging after them a clumsy machine. But see, it gets those grains separated. So that gives you an idea that when God says that they will be beat small and will make them as the make the hills as chaff, these threats, these nations, these kingdoms. So understand, if God be for you, who can be against you? Now see, we're living in the end times in the New Testament. We know a lot of prophecies that are to happen. And the wicked are going to have their way. There's going to be a day of darkness, a time of darkness. Leading up to the great tribulation and after that, the Lord will have the last say, excuse me, say so. In Habakkuk 3, 11 through 13, verse 2 says, Thou didst march through the land in indignation. Thou didst thresh the heathen in anger. Habakkuk is really a good, good book to read. He said, Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for the salvation with thine anointed. You wounded the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto the neck. They destroyed everything from the foundation all the way up to the neck. There's nothing left. Jeremiah in 46.27, and this is getting pretty much, you know, in into this woe is me, Judah. But fear thou not, but fear not thou, O my servant Jacob, and be not dismayed, O Israel. For behold, I will save thee from afar off, and thy seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return and be in rest and at ease, and none shall make him afraid. Fear thou not, O, my, o Jacob, my servant, saith the Lord, for I am with thee. For I will make a full end of the nations whither I have driven thee. But I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure, yet will I not leave thee wholly unpunished. See, that's God's judgment and his mercy. In every case when we find judgment, there is the goal of redemption. And so think today that God loved Israel. He would save them. He would bring them back. And no, no nation, no power could stop them. And in these end of days that are so traumatic, God is able to save us, able to deliver us, and able to keep us. And he's able to save the Jews and the Gentile. He's able to bring us into the same family of faith. Yeshua triumphed over all principalities and powers. And it's truly to that end that we need to understand. So as we look at this and discuss the fact that God is going 
to bring the Jews out. Get them out of where they're at. And make a way for them. So it is true for us today. That we have great examples with the Lord God. And he can do the same for us. He can keep us. He can deliver us. He can make a way for us. And I think of all things, Isaiah ought to encourage us all the more of God's faithfulness. And the fact that the Son of God was there too. He just didn't hop on a plane and come and die for your sins, you know, just like, oh, I got to get this done with. No, this has been planned since before the world began. And he's been there all the way through it with the Father. Make no mistake, Yahshua is not a newcomer to this. But he's going to sign the deal. He's going to finish it off because the end is coming and we win through Christ to the glory of the Father. Father, we thank you for this word from Isaiah and for your comfort and your deliverance. Bless this word to those that hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Tower. So we move forward in the book. And we'll keep going forward because one day we'll be at uh, Isaiah 50, then we'll be in Isaiah 60, and then 63. We're going to be done with this. But there's a lot of good prophecies and things coming. Yes, amen. I love this tonight. It was encouraging, so encouraging. And it builds your faith and your hope. You know, it is encouraging. It is. I, I love this stuff when he says, I will help thee, and, and, and the word there for help is sucker. Well, we used to study that in Bible school. We used to study that in the churches. That That's a term Christians adopted a long time ago. <laughs> hey, he came alongside to help. That's what Christ did for everybody. That's right. He Amen. came alongside to help. He took our death on the cross to take away our sins. Thank God for that. Yes, amen. Now we can enter boldly into the Holy of Holies, where Christ is the high priest, ever living to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Then he's going to come out of that Holy of Holies and put on the robe of righteousness and the end time, the sword. And he's going to go, get on his horse, take the armies of heaven, and they're going to return to earth and put down all enemies, destroy those who have destroyed the earth. And he will bring his people to Zion, all of them. I look forward to that day. Oh, amen. We're going to have to get out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. Keep looking up and keep believing. He's there in your darkest hour. He's walking with you. He's bringing you through. He's faithful. I love you. We love you. We pray for you. May God richly bless you for all you do. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by the websites, warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. And you might sign up for our newsletters on both sites because uh, we're going to uh, be taking care of a few things here and uh, we want to make sure you get notified. And the other book, The Rising, part, uh, the second book in our Steel series is coming out soon. And we've got all the preliminaries done. We're just waiting for the word from the publisher. So we'll see you on the other side. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.